Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl I wrote this song I I'm Mike's friend My turn-ons are satin sheets I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's an acronym. This Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hi, Carl. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time. You listen to the podcast and you watch the YouTube movie at the same time. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm as we do first every Sunday at 2 p.m. PST Pacific Standard Time. If you're a New Jersey guy, that's 5 p.m. Yeah. Hey, Carl from New Jersey. Yeah. And we are, well, you know, that acronym is very important. We have a podcast. You just type in our acronym, L W A F L M O Y T, and you'll get Let's Watch Full Life Movie on YouTube. And we're also on YouTube, on YouTube itself with the same acronym. Wow. And you know what? Muni Radio's Comedy Festival is happening in October. Just check it out. Go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a donate button there, too. Why don't you throw some bucks? You can do it at PayPal at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is this movie this week? What is this movie this week? This week, we will watch The Octagon, 1980. The We're going to watch an octagon? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, One side. Two sides. Three sides. Four sides. Hang on. I got four more to go. <laughs> Now, the it's O-C-T-A-G-O-N, 1980. The channel we like is Brett Koishal. It's, you're going to find, if you find a Brett channel, it's got to be it. The <laughs> Octagon, 1980, Brett Koishal. So Brett Koishal is hosting The Octagon, 1980. As Carl said, go ahead to your YouTube search engine. Type in The Octagon, 1980. You see a gentleman named Brett or maybe a lady named Brett. Uh, go ahead. That is the channel. Hit the link. Hit pause when it's about to play. Move it to zero, zero, zero. When we say go, hit play, and we're all going to watch this movie at the same time. We're really excited about the Octagon. You know, I've seen the Septicon, the, the prequel, and I'm like, oh. it really sets everything up. <laughs> so I'm really excited. We have a celebrity comedian. Uh, talk to Carl with Carl's yeah. Celebrity Comedian Countdown. It has four C's in it. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Carfero. Welcome. Hey, Carl. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Now, we know each other out there on the comedy scene. Most of the time, it's open mics, less than shows. And I think you're very new to comedy. Maybe there was a pre-pandemic time, but, uh, you know, in the... In the context of things, right, it's pretty new. Tell, tell me why you got into comedy, how you got into comedy, and how long are we talking about here? 
Sure. So uh, before the pandemic, I had one of my friends who thought he was funny come at me and say, hey, I'm doing an open mic. I know you love comedy. Uh, why don't you come out and uh, try it out? So me and him, we went to the uh, the original stand in New York City. Uh-huh, the original first one. Yeah. open mic. Yeah. Um, that dirty, dingy basement. Yeah. I was like, we've made it. This is how comedy <laughs> should be. And I told a story uh, about my dad something I've told to all my friends, family, hundreds of times, you know? So I already knew that it was going to be a decent story to tell. And we got some laughs. But for us, we were like, first time we got laughs. Comedy's easy. Like, it's done. <laughs> it then really is. We went, yeah. Then we went back the second week, tried actual material, and just played to crickets. <laughs> so mm. I took a little bit of time off after that. Uh, I had to check the ego a little bit. But then um, – was that I'd Laughing say, Buddha? What's that? Was that Laughing Buddha? So, yeah, it was uh, early on in the Laughing Buddha. I don't think they had a formal uh, agreement yet with the stand, but now if you go to the stand, it's all Laughing Buddha shows. Right. Part of the open mic, um, which I like those people. They're nice. Um, they let you on, and they, they give you some good encouragement. Those are always good mics to do. Um, but then I took a little time off. And then I really because missed it. Because of the so. pandemic? Because of the pandemic? or So that was in 2017. So I took about till uh, early 2019 to get uh -huh. back into it. I really needed some time to let that ego cool off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then I went real hard um, on comedy, going all the open mics. Uh, I actually saw you for the first time. We didn't uh, meet then, but I saw you at uh, Scotty's Comedy uh, Cove. Yeah. And I saw you do the first mic flip. And I was like, oh, comedy's more than just telling stories. This is nice. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I hit up the scene a little bit, did a couple showcases in the city, uh, actually got uh, the industry room at um, Broadway Comedy Club. I won that competition. So I Terrific. had a little bit of a residency. And then right at the turn of that, pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a scientist. Uh, former scientist, I guess you could call it at this point. Well, you're um, between jobs, right? Right, right. I'm making scientist. a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> you're educated. You are a scientist. Right. So literally, right, we hit the pandemic. I think comedy's dead. So I'm like, I might as well just double down on science because hopefully this is the only pandemic I'll ever see in my entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. I think it would be pretty good to get that on a resume. <laughs> So I did that. And did then, you do any um, Zoom shows during the pandemic? No, I literally just said, Chris, if you're going to do something, you have to do it all the way. Um, it looks like that's going to be science. You know, I didn't really have a lot of connections at the time in comedy. So I didn't know who I could ask where they were doing Zoom shows, uh, where the uh, outdoor shows were. So right. I, I literally just said, it's time for you to be a scientist, time to help out the community. And then I was like, I'm just having fun. <laughs> I need to get back into comedy. Now, you do a lot of jokes about growing up rural, right? Growing oh, yeah. up country. Tell me about that. Where did you grow up? How did this influence your comedy? And uh, what's the contrast now? Uh, I mean, we're, this isn't ur an urban setting, but still, <laughs> yeah. you know, tell us about the difference. Of course. So uh, I grew up in Long Valley, New Jersey, which uh, uh -huh. if anyone doesn't know where that is, it's in Morris County, right up against the Pennsylvania border. Um, and I grew up right across from a horse farm. 
-hmm. So it's pretty rural. Uh, I had like a quarter mile long driveway. Uh, so it's definitely different. I live in Hoboken right now. Yeah. And uh, just the, the sounds at night, I'm used to, you know, hearing like raccoons and, and deer and bear. Sure. And those things are what put me to sleep, you know? When I hear a siren, I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. got to be an emergency. Exactly. But I feel like that has definitely uh, influenced my comedy, at least uh, up until this far. Uh, I mean, the great juxtaposition between where I grew up and where I uh, am living now. Plus, I also went to school in the Bronx at Fordham University. There's just so much that an outside observer who's never experienced any of this, mm -hmm. like you can just take in. I've never experienced Ubers until, you know, probably three years ago. Mm -hmm. So that whole experience is one thing that's still kind of blowing my mind. I don't understand how you could have a stranger just pick you up in a car. Now, from in Long Valley, still within 50 minutes, you're in the city, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and Morristown, that's, you know, I mean, you weren't so removed, right? right. Is it really so secluded? It's pretty crazy because I would say up until college, um, maybe a little bit in high school, I thought Morristown was the big city. Uh -huh. You know, we pl <laughs> I played football in uh, high school. We played Morristown every single year. And when uh -huh. we would go there, we were like, all right, are we going to have police escorts or something? It's pretty dangerous out there. Yeah, it's and dangerous then, in Morristown. Yeah, later on, I met someone from Morristown football team, and uh, we actually had a cow walked across our football field right before a state championship or not state championship mm -hmm. state playoff game when we were playing Morristown and they were like we'd never seen anything like that we were just waiting for a bear to come eat the cow <laughs> so it wasn't just me I always felt like it was just me projecting but it's other people it's yes uh, it's a whole new world okay now I want to get to this movie podcast you have a huge movie podcast <laughs> what's the name of it well, it's called The Huge Movie Podcast <laughs> because it's all-encompassing, right? So it's me, um, my friend from home, Connor Garrigan, uh, John Gallagher, a new friend, and Jack mm -hmm. Mayberry, our producer. What we're doing every week is we've taken the IMDb Top 100 Movies of All Time list, and we've put that into a giant bracket, right? So we use the seating from that to make our matchups. Um, and every single week we take one matchup, we argue about which movie should be moving on, which one's best. We argue why that is. And, uh, overall, we're hoping to see what the actual greatest movie of all time is in our opinion. Gotcha. Um, we've had a very, very big disagreement with IMDb. Uh -huh. We hate Citizen Kane, as I've told you before. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most overrated movies there is, and it if is. everyone disagrees, come listen to the podcast, come comment, and I'll fight you on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rosebud, not uh, the, the most uh, revealing ending. Uh, I don't know. Like we were talking in person, you know, it was um, it was it was shocking to people at the time, and that made it very popular. And now it's gotten to the point. You're right; it's overrated. At least yeah. in my opinion, I'm with you guys there. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's not to say that at the time these movies weren't good or on the cutting edge, but as one of the main thing, themes we've been talking about, because we're still in the lower ranked movies, those yeah. tend to be the older movies that have fallen out of favor with people. We've noticed 
that the technology for when these old movies came out were cutting edge at the time, right? Yeah. It influenced a bunch of different movies. However, the movies that are being produced right now have taken what they've done, expanded upon it, and it's like anything. The old's going to come out and the new's going to replace it. Yeah. Not saying that those weren't great movies at the time, but there's better stuff now because of those old movies. Yeah. So you can still have an appreciation. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, Chris Cafiro, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? Do you have a website? Do you have YouTube? Uh, is Instagram your haunt? How can people find you and find out what you're up to? So biggest two things, uh, Instagram and YouTube, uh, both of those are at Chris Carfaro. Um, Instagram and YouTube are both where you'll find the uh, podcast as well. Uh, the huge movie podcast again. Uh, I'm on Twitch at uh, Topher Carf. So it's the end of Christopher and the first four <laughs> letters of Carf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's oh, so that's people, basically it. So people who are listening to the audio version know the last spelling of your last name. It's like Car, then Far, then an O. Car, yeah, Car, Far, Oh. But it's <laughs> very nice. But it's Carfaro. It's Carfaro. Yes. Okay. Now, Chris, Chris Carfaro, everyone at home, poised to watch this film, same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their device at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Carfaro, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, I've been waiting for this. Here we go. Three, two, one. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Thank you, Carl, for producing, talking to that person, getting at everything. Carl's our producer here on the show. He did the theme song. He synced up the movie. That's oh, no. That's Chuck Norris. That is Chuck Norris. Oh, In no. The I mean, the octagon. The Edogon. Oh, no. Hey, speaking of octagon, I don't want to get out of here. <laughs> No, the you can whispers like, with an echo, right? And that whispering echo is representing his thoughts, his thinking. And we'll hear that throughout the Wait, what is Chuck Norris thinking? Act. Well, you gotta listen act. to his whispering. Chuck, act. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so... What we have here is some recruits being ferried into some sort of camp, but they stop before the camp and go, I'm not going over there. And they go, all right, everybody, hit the road. They got to walk a mile down to the camp. The guys are so scared to even get close to it. Yikes. We have a motley crew of uh, international uh, mercenaries, apparently. Yeah. And they train at the Octagon. Oh, is that like a martial arts thing? Uh-huh. Exactly right. As a matter of fact, it's a ninja thing. Oh, it's a ninja thing. Now, the thing is, ninjas are supposed to be, they dress in all black, so in the middle of the night, they blend in. But isn't this stupid? In the daytime, they're dressed in black, so they stick out? I don't see them. I just see a bunch of trees. I don't see any ninjas crouching. <laughs> are we doing a ninja count? I count two so far. Um... If you want to do a ninja count, okay. I, You only counted two because there were three in the trees. I only saw two. I clearly saw two ninjas. I didn't see the third one. Damn ninja. 
<laughs> now, in great, real great life, Octagon is at a place called Indian Dunes. It's by where you live in, in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I, I know the neighbor. My neighbor. <laughs> oh, damn it. This was pretty much all shot in L.A. It was really? all shot. Because usually they'll just find some god-awful place and just start shooting. Now, look, she is already in training. You saw her there, and she'll play into our film. And the rest of these are the new recruits. And that is Sakuro. You see him up there? Yeah, right. He's training terrorists. <gasps> He's the worst camp counselor ever. That's right. He is the worst camp counselor ever. He is Sakuro. Announcements. Oh, oh, rich person's house, gated community. Good look, knock knock. Let me in. Well, goodness, it's not just a rich person. Why, it's a diplomat. Right, you could tell by the diplomat clothing. You're right. It's either a governor. Mm -hmm. This is In this rich neighborhood, they have babies too. You could be walking your baby. Sure, got to keep the legacy. Uh -oh. oh no. Superman, help me. Oh. Hey, you uh, got your baby, baby in my car. Oh, no, it's not gun. a baby at all. <laughs> baby machine gun. So these are terrorists. Now, look, one thing that pisses me off about this film is Sakura's training them to do karate and be ninjas. So they bring machine guns? <laughs> it's such a big machine gun. They got to carry it in its own but stroller. They've got all this training for karate, for kung fu, and they've got, oh, Chuck Norris. Okay, there here he comes is. the producer of our film. Chuck is oh, sitting next to AJ. They're good friends. Here's the producer of our film in his cameo. Oh, cute. I got you a tree. <laughs> I wanted weed, not a shrub. He oh, is excellent a dancer. And Chuck Norris likes the way that she used the martial arts in her dance. I couldn't help but notice the martial arts. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Can we listen to a little bit of Chuck? Because he's the worst actor, I think, oh. ever. Yeah, he is. Good body. Nice smile. Good body. Nice smile. You can tell that by the way she moves. You should ask her out. Hmm. I owe it to myself. There you go. Time for me to get something meaningful going. I'm tired of dating these space kids. Oh, Oh, uh, what did you call me? I called you uh, a NASA rocket scientist. <laughs> so Chuck hey, goes, I'll tell you about this. Me. You know, I'll what tell you if you're right later. I said that for your benefit. I you were standing there. A little more of Chuck's acting and we'll uh, put it back on mute. Okay, no problem. I enjoyed your I, performance I, very much. I enjoyed the performance Thank very much. you. <laughs> I enjoyed Oh, this Carl, this is called a newspaper. You should Google it. <laughs> you don't know where it is, man. Google it. Oh, sometime this morning. Sometime this morning. <laughs> He's really bad. His, He's his really brother bad. is in this and his son is in this. Now, his brother directed him in like Top Dog or whatever. It's, uh, his brother works with him all the time. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. And what I think is funny is his brother gets beat up a lot, you know, in this film. So it's like they're at Thanksgiving dinner, right? 
and Chuck is the big, hey, what's up? And then <laughs> comes in, hi, guys. You know, because he's always getting his ass beat. You think it must be a really awkward Thanksgiving dinner, right? Aaron's like, pass the peas. You're not going to talk to me, Aaron? No. <laughs> you kicked my ass in the octagon. That's right. He's still pissed off. <laughs> okay, here we'll have some talk so we can do a little. Is the only thing I can drink. Unmute. Or it's the salt that keeps me from throwing up. As long as it keeps me out of the bathroom. Of course, when we're. Oh, you make me horny. Getting me that's sweet, sweet table talk. Bother you, but not obligated to sit here. Isn't that sweet? Whoa! Oh, that's amazing. A talking tuxedo. <laughs> You're not obligated. <laughs> I have to be returned to the tailor at nine. <laughs> this is the suit speaking. <laughs> Let's see, Mike. Oh. oh. Uh, Aaron Norris, not Michael Norris. I think Michael is his son. Okay, yeah, Aaron son. Norris. Norris. Right? Yeah, he directed. To so you know, hang on. Let's talk movie history. Turner and Hooch, right? That begat right? what? K nine, which begat what, what? Top Dog with Chuck Norris. He did his own thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he followed the steps of Hank and Belushi, uh, comma Jim. Right, and he became Top Dog. So he's the younger brother, okay? He's American okay. stunt performer, director, occasional actor, and film and television producer. So I don't know that Texas he's a ranger. He was in he that. Probably did, he probably did, yeah, Walker. Uh, that was like a big moneymaker for those guys. Yeah. My friend Colin, uh, who uh, does sketches and impressions, he, he, okay, we wait, asked him to do it. Yeah. Okay, just letting you know they're coming home and he knows that somebody's in the house. Tuesday. You can tell by the suspense music. Oh, it's ninjas. Okay, you were telling me Laser Eyes, Colin. Yeah, Colin Laser Eyes. We had a show where I asked him to play Chuck Norris, and his impression was the most, the worst actor in the world. Had not even, didn't even do the cadence. Yes. It was really funny. Like I, I have to give his hat, hats out. Hats up. One of his hats big off, hits, and it was before this film, was called "Good Guys Wear Black." And of course, you know, in in cowboy movies, good guys wear white and bad guys wear black. So that was the thing. So on Bunny Hutch, which was a show like Fishburgers, the precursor to it, before I met you, I yeah. did "Good Guys Wear Pink." <laughs> I didn't know that was a precursor to our 1990s oh, public access show. No. Oh, in high school on Store Cable, which was TV, uh, TV, I forget what channel. Yeah, I, I did like only three or four of them. It was basically my high school friends doing fish I love movies. It. Yeah. I would love to watch it. Damn ninjas, can't they clean up after themselves? Okay, so, so they walked in and the ninjas were trying to kill the dancer. Uh, they killed the whole family. You see, this guy at the Octagon training camp fucked up, and he goes, that's it! You die! And your family! And they did it. But Chuck Norris killed all the ninjas. Damn it. I just click call. Oh, you said to click call from Ninja. <laughs> exactly. Sakura. See, what's going on here, Mike, is... There's kind of like no such thing as ninja. Oh, okay. 
we will see a stage hand close the door. Watch. Okay. Ball, a stage Whoa. hand close. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy trapdoor. I'm scared of trapdoors. First off, I don't want to be Shanghai, right? Like you gotta be careful. You gotta make sure you cover your drink at all times. Don't take any strain. Because you'll walk down this alley and then you'll fall down this pit trap and break your leg. <laughs> and next thing you know it, you're on a boat to Shanghai. Anthony Quinn does this joke about how he's just not a sexual being. He's not sexy, you know? So he's like, he would have to pay some guy to roofie him. And then he does this whole act out where he wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, oh, why, why do I feel fine? Why isn't my butt hurting? What, what? I've been robbed. <laughs> Love Anthony Quinn. He's great. He keeps trying uh, to get back on this show. He wants to do Iron Eagle, but it's not on YouTube. And he yeah. wants to do this other one. It's about a hockey team, and it's young Rob Lowe and other. Oh, shows. sure. I know this movie. Yeah, they shave his chest. It's Hang not on. on YouTube either, or we would have an Anthony Quinn appearance. You know, Iron Eagle cranked out a lot of sequels. Maybe we could find one. Yeah, that would. Mm, I don't know if it's a good enough excuse, yeah. though, because Anthony yeah. needs to be movie focused. Right, not gotcha. on himself. <laughs> now, these guys look like Starchy and Hutch, right? He's got the Starchy yeah. haircut. That's AJ. Look, AJ is like his partner in martial arts and friend. And Chuck is always like, uh, I'm not fighting anymore. And it's because he hurt somebody by mistake and he feels bad about it. Okay. Now, he was going home with the dancer, and suddenly there are ninjas. The dancer's killed, right? And he's like, What no. are you so upset about? You knew her for 20 minutes. You know? They killed, I only knew her for five. I can't believe she's dead. Yeah. It's... You're my brother. To the whisper. Brother. Ella. Umbrella. Ella. Okay. Ella. Now we're learning that Sakura and Chuck Norris are brothers. And here's dad. <laughs> They're both adopted. This is like the hoardiest plot exposition. Well, the thing oh. is, like, Chuck became like a military guy. His name's Scott. His name's Scott in a bunch of films, actually. Sure, got it. His name is Chuck Norris. Great Scott! Ooh, Great uh, Dane. Great Oodle. Dane! So, um, the backstory is that, um, you know, Scott turned out fine, but Sakura went on to, like, use his training for the dark side of the force. Okay. Now, you know this guy? You don't watch Clint yeah. Eastwood films, so you probably don't know him. Right. Oh, it's Pat Hinkle. Hing Hingle? Hing Hingle. Oh, it's, it's, it's Lee Van Cleef. Oh, Lee Van Cleef. From The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Exactly right. That's why I know him. And he was in a he's lot also, of... He's in Speed Zone. He's in the first opening scene of Speed Zone. He's really? Fishing. You saw that film? Was he yeah. one of the fishermen or whatever? Yeah, he's only he has a cameo in the opening credits. That's it. He's born in Somerville, New Jersey. All right, Lee. I knew he was okay, good. So now Scott Chuck Norris has encountered a ninja, which are, hasn't been heard of in years and years and years. So he goes to the only other guy he knows who knows about ninjas besides AJ. The librarian. <laughs> no, McCarn. This is McCarn. He's like, "What's up with these ninjas? What's going on?" And he goes, "I don't know anything." I love. He, it. He's Thank trying. He was to, so sexy. What? Who's sexy? he's so sexy when he talks about ninjas? Tell me more about the ninjas. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's just give All a right. second of. Oh, 
By the way, ransom was performing us. I don't believe it. Well, why not? Man only needs one good eye to shoot a weapon. That's not what I meant. I mean, you I can hear the leather chairs. What I meant. Thinking he's sour on life. <laughs> God, he's so happy being out of that martial arts competition. Horseshit, it isn't even funny. Besides the way he sees it, is getting hurt. Lord's will. So he's Look saying, you heard a guy by mistake, but it turned out okay. And he's out of fighting and he's with, he's religious now. And he thinks that, right. you know, everything's cool. He, he doesn't blame you. He thinks God did that to him to get him to believe. That's one way to do it. As a loser, I could, I could kind of gauge it that way. God wanted me to lose. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, oh, Ghostbusters! Yay! He's well, nice purse. Gay, and he's it's you know, a purse. what? Purse? He's gay. Yeah, his his man purse. <laughs> okay, so he is one of the karate guys. You see his poster behind him, and AJ's up on the poster, and he's like, "Come on, what's up with Scott? Why doesn't Scott get back into the business? Come on, I want to fight that guy." He used to be pro ninja. Now he's anti ninja. <laughs> nice melons. She has great melons, and there's two of them. No, nope. uh, <laughs> this guy, um, his name is Kayo. You see the guy who's he's dressed up there, Kayo? Uh-huh. And you can't see who he is. And also, the people on set didn't know who he is. He's a guy named Richard Norton. He works with Chuck Norris all the time. Why would they know? Like, they're not a professional set. I think it, I don't know. It's supposed to be some, what is this? A lady in distress? Goodness. Goodness. Who are you, who are you Mickey Spillane? Drive on. Look at that horrible overcoated coat. It is warm out. How many owls died for that coat? Who? <laughs> <laughs> right. I see my cousin. Who? So Richard Norton was Kayo. He also plays a guy named Longlegs, who we will see his face. He's an actor and a stuntman. Um, they say Fighting Stars magazine ranked the climactic fight between Chuck Norris and Richard Norton as 13th on their list of 25 great fight scenes. Is that important, wow. 13th? Yeah, I mean, let me guess what the other ones were. Kramer versus Kramer got in the 11th spot. Armistead, <laughs> <laughs> the courtroom battle. Oh, okay. the informant? Basically, she got run off the road, her tire's there, and he's going to push her back onto the road. But for some reason, she says, let me push, it's safer, because she has to go by the edge, by the cliff. So she's going to drive the car. And look what a badass she is. I almost think when she's, like, tricking him and driving away. I'm shocked he has a reflection. He's look at his smile. Actor. Yeah, look at that reflection. He's not a vampire. Now, look, when I first saw this film for the first time, I thought she was driving away. Fuck this guy! But no. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a T-turn? It's like a V-turn. <laughs> that look, kind of looked like an O. Yeah. I bubbed your rear end. Wink. <laughs> now, look. He knows who she is. He knows her address. She knows he knows her address. 
It says, uh, oh, the return address says Ninjas. Oh, by the way, Mike, just made money. That's the director's car, that that Jag. That's the oh, director's really? Car. Yeah, and it's going to get fucked up by a mistake. <laughs> I hope he wrote it off on his taxes. I By mistake? Yeah, they're going to have an accident. <laughs> to save you money, hear... one car, then he right. got well, we got to play the audio because you can clearly hear the director, right? My car! God damn it! Cut. <laughs> Fucking cut! The shot's not done. I Fucking said cut. cut! Fucking cut! Okay, now he's driving off, and guess what? She's driving off with his keys! What's going on? Is this the movie? God. Uh. What was the point of that? The point was to meet a character who, whose husband was killed by terrorists and now she's against them with all her money. And she funds things to kill terrorists. And, and she wants to trick Chuck Norris into finding Sakuro, who she doesn't know is his half-brother, right, to kill him. And so she, this is her elaborate plot. Oh, he can't kill his own brother unless it's Aaron. He can't kill his own brother, even if it. No, he wouldn't kill Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mike, it's weird. He's not pissed off that he had just had to walk this long ass way because this woman took his. She's pretending right now that it was a mistake. She forgot. She left him in her purse. Oh, right. But she's got a big, like, she's going to ask him for help. Not yet, but yes. I wish I had. Thank you. Thank you, servant. Let's see. Made to order. Oh, here they are. Uh, 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 the take you back. From the hotel. It's only proper. One condition. You don't drive. I do. Uh, one condition. One condition. You drive. Kit, drive us to the port. Uh, my car's not Night Rider. Yeah. So now they know each other. Okay, look, here's AJ in some strange setting going, Hey, yeah. buddy, how you doing? I got an assignment for you. And the guy's like, fuck off. And then we find out this guy's a terrorist, and AJ has decided... He's not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. He's going to fight these terrorists. And Chuck is like, no, know your place. That's the cops' jobs. The government does that. There's a whole anti-ninja patrol? No, the ninjas are a separate subplot. Even though ninjas had been seen in in our pop culture before, this Mm -hmm. was the movie that really made everyone think of, learn what a ninja was. You know, and sell, right. uh, um, I mean, now you see kids dressed up for Halloween as ninja. It's very popular. I don't. I don't see them. <laughs> I don't see the kids dressed as ninjas. <laughs> A glow-in-the-dark ninja set. You know, you get this Halloween costume. It's like a face of a ninja on the costume itself. AJ's going to get killed. Yes, I do. Oh, remember. no. I just got used to AJ. Oh, he's not going to get killed. Somebody killed this terrorist dude. 
Oh, you think he's in pain? Ah, oh, I'm in pain. <laughs> ah, cut. Yeah. Some acting. Now, remember, Chuck went to see McCarn. Uh, now AJ's meeting McCarn. What's this? What's going on? I was trying to get information to find the octagon. Lighten this young man as to the complete uselessness of calling the police. My long friendship with his buddy Scott. You know Scott? And in general, some intelligent information. So what McCarn is really trying to do now is recruit AJ. Interesting. Where so they were in a, some sandbag labyrinth trial thing by the port. Uh, they were in a warehouse. Yeah, but it looked like a maze. It's the just the... things stacked just, up on pallet. Gotcha. It's All right. On pallet, and it sort of gives you I... the impression. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! The car is in jeopardy. The producer's car. The director's car. It's the director's car. Now, what we're learning now. Okay, so we're learning how she funded terrorists, and they're after her, and, you know, we're learning. Terrorism. Terrorists on my trail. It looks like it, it was there. raining, but it wasn't. Is this Mulholland Drive? Is this King of the Mountain? No, no, this is not Mulholland Drive. This is not okay. King of the Hill. This this is like, I mean, if it's California, the then yeah. I can, yeah, it's the valley. Oh, there, I know that roundabout. The hill was Texas. Oh, no! Cut! Cut! God damn it! <laughs> you are fired! You are so fired. What did I do, boss? Oh, no. We'll just oh. write it off on insurance. Totally. God, this is so weird. Where are they? And why is there another car waiting for them? Okay, In the so middle of nowhere. He stole the keys. He walked home to her home to get them. He goes, yep. I'll drive you back to your car. And her, like, servant maid person is driving her car. So when he drops them off, she has a ride home, too. Look at L.A. over there. Disgusting. Look at the smog. Seriously. Look at that smog. That's 1979-80, right? Yep. This yeah. is shot December 79 into January of 80. He was pretty popular back then. I mean, I know that he was in that Bruce Lee movie that, that kind of catapulted okay, him. Yeah, so Chuck Norris had two other... Yeah, he, that's right. He got it, he got drafted into... Okay, let me just tell you about him because you brought it up. He's like a black belt in Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu jit, jit, and tang Do and judo, and he was in the Air Force. Okay, but then he started training, like, celebrities in Hollywood, and he got put into The Way of the Dragon, which was the Bruce Lee film, and he oh. fought Bruce Lee at the end, and that's how he became, like, everyone knew his name. That's right, yeah. The Way of the Dragon. Yeah. That was his, I don't know if it was his debut, he had little things, but yeah, he didn't really care about acting, and it was some guy, Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen, who he was training, said, you should be an actor, and he goes, ha, ha. So he was in Good Guys Wear Black in 78, he was in Breaker Breaker in 77. This is sure. his fourth film as a star. 
and this pretty much set the template, right? There's ninjas. Chuck Norris comes in. Well, yeah. he did a lot of like invasion USA movies, so he had a uh-huh. machine gun. He wasn't really. Well, yeah, as the '80s went on, things like Rambo and Reaganism and uh, the Falkland Islands. No, that's not right. Uh, Grenada. We had a few skirmishes, right. Beirut, and it was like Yay America, and he just rode that bandwagon and did. He's anti-terrorist stuff anyway. I would recommend that Canon Pictures documentary, Electric Boogaloo, because he did a lot of movies in the 80s for the production Canon films, Golden Globus. Israelis. Yeah. Uh, and that okay. kind of helped his career. Mm-hmm. I know another one of his movies with Joe Piscopo. Did you ever see Sidekicks? Oh, you know, he. I didn't see the full film Sidekicks, but I saw all these clips from it, every single Joe Piscopo one. He was fucking hilarious in that film. Yeah, he was really good in that movie. Yeah. I, yeah. That was like a, Chuck Norris had a sidekick piece on the side. <laughs> I side didn't see the film, but. Well, he kicks and he's also buddies of a guy. I think it's a kid has like an imaginary friend who's Chuck Norris. Oh. Or something okay. like that. I don't know. It's a kid's well, movie. I got to. Yeah, he's like in a class, and Joe Piscopo's the teacher of the op, the dojo that's opposite them. Yeah, the Septagon, smaller, smaller yeah. budget. The f- Five Dagon was <laughs> the Five Dagon. We couldn't afford an octagon. We're not doing a quadragon; it's a square. I, t- you know, people are like is that a pentagram? I go, no, no, that's satanic. It's a fiveagram. <laughs> that's a fiveagram. Okay, so. Chuck is spying now, and he was almost detected, but they didn't detect him. But what he he's spying on McCain, McCarn, McCarn, and what he sees is the car, the Trans Am that chased them, the red Trans Am. Obviously, yeah. McCarn was the one trying to kill Justine. Why? Why? Lee Van, Lee Van Cleef? Yep. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because he fights the terrorist. There's a Trans Am. Goes, what the fuck? See, he he fights the terrorist. So why would he be trying to kill a woman who fights the terrorist? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, unless now, <laughs> Chuck Norris is the worst actor ever. But this scene, he is the best that Chuck Norris can be. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna play some audio, and this is good acting. From Chuck Norris. Take it away, Chuck. What's your involvement with McCarn? And don't say Mac who. McCarn. The two bodyguards that I hired are McCarn's men. So are the guys who chased us this afternoon. My guess is that you hired them too. Yeah, hired okay. them to chase it to let Chuck drink before Norris in a single drink. Think drink. that she is. Well, it's all making sense. I have to manufacture. To recruit Come on, that doesn't wash. I know. Doesn't make I have any sense. Confident looking cheekbones. No, you have no cheekbones. Truth. Ah, look, see that? Well, originally, I planned to hire you, and McCarn assured me that that was. He reacts to her sentences. He's doing a big job here. He's doing a good. He's reacting, you're saying. Yeah. He's responding. He's listening to his acting partner. Why? That's so terrible. Because he <laughs> that trains bit. terrorists in the ninja techniques. The silent style of killing. You don't have to tell Chuck Norris what a Actually, ninja is. Actually, there's three men. 
Madonna. He almost looks interested when she said ninja. Chromus in Greece. That's right. His, he saw his eyes move. However, I did. Chromus were recently he looked the only chunk to the fact that they were killed. This team would win the Oscar. Act. React. Yes, I had something to do with that. In one case, I supplied the money, and in the others, I uh, gave the supplied information. the information. Okay, so I, I funded terrorists, all right? Mike, here comes his best line. Well, I had hoped entice you into taking a personal interest in things. That's an insult to both of us. It makes me stupid. You a whore. Well, perhaps <laughs> that's why, in a way, I'm glad it didn't work. Glad you're glad. I'm glad you're glad. Why? That's it! Well, don't you get your integrity. We're going to see. For your consideration. It makes me stupid, and you a whore. I mean, he's not wrong, but the way he said it, it's kind of like it's it. Packing. They call women whores. No, she just said to him, Michael, that she was going to try to, ha you know, seduce him so that he would be a sucker, fall in love with her, and then fight her battle for her. And he goes, that makes me stupid because I got tricked, and you a whore because yeah. you're screwing for, not for love. For, for services rendered. So this is the most dumb scene forever. You're at the other end of the bar. Nothing to do with anything. Where are the nuts? Joy of my life. The nuts are always at the other end of the bar. What do you mean? <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. Nothing it's to the do most with memorable anything. scene in the movie. Is there like, he shows up at the end credits, right? Oh. <laughs> Can I get my nuts? The Guy movie's over. Where's my Dutch? <laughs> this is the story of my life. Okay, the and first the picture of the 80s popular ninja movie Cycle, which was released in blah, blah, blah. Before Enter the Ninja in 81, in 1967, James Bond movie You Only Live Twice. Okay. And Sam Peckinpah's 1977 film The Killer Elite. Uh-huh, I've seen that. That's a great one. They both had ninja characters. So ninja is a real thing in this real world, but in terms of making it a popular in our pop culture, this American is the movie culture. that did it. Yeah. So this movie begat American Ninja, American Ninja 2, I, American Ninja I guess in Paris. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This movie was a hit. Everyone was like, ninja this and ninja that. And yeah, people exploited that to get ticket sales. I had a Ninja co brand coffee maker, and it would heat preheat the water before brewing it. Uh huh. And then uh, I know they have air fryers. Ninja brand. I have I have their blender. Uh -huh. I have a lot of Ninja products in my kitchen. There's Ninja. They blend. In my I can't find it. I smell the coffee. <laughs> so what's going on here is basically AJ's like I'm fighting terrorists now, <laughs> and. And Chuck Norris is like, what the fuck for? What does it have to do with you? You don't even know somebody who died from a terrorist. You have nothing to do with it. He's like, well, I'm tired of sitting back. <laughs> that's the California lifestyle, right? Next thing you know, you're fighting terrorists. Yeah, that's right. Remember you told me the old guy that adopted you said you could never go back? Your dad. <laughs> the old guy who adopted you? You mean my dad? Yeah, my dad? He's a part of the Yakuza. 
Now I'm thinking maybe the ninja. There's no dark side. My father's nature, AJ. Okay, Scott, have it your own way. So what he just suggested is maybe your father, who's one of the only people who could know anything about ninjas and make them work for us here. Those palmless. Dude, but I know exactly where that is. <laughs> yeah. Terrorist wanted. Hello. I'm just a regular uh, innocent terrorist person. Hi, I'm calling about the classified ads for being a mercenary. Uh, if you're calling for the classified ads for being a mercenary, unfortunately, all positions have been filled. God damn it. Damn it. Why did I even print it? You already had the job filled. Have a little mercy. Mercy. Don't you hate it? You get the classified ad. The classified ads in the newspaper, the job's already filled, right? You see a ninja wanted, mercenary needed, and you yeah. get them a call and they're like, yeah, the position's already filled. It's like, well, why'd you even advertise in the classifieds? <laughs> Ow. Ow. Stop stick it to me. Okay, this is Frenchie. This is a kill. This is a kill. Apparently, this is right out of Spartacus. Training the gladiators. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I did see Spartacus, but. Yeah, I have not seen Spartacus. I have not seen Spartacus. Frenchie is like, fuck it. Fuck this camp. I'm the fuck out of here. It's full of failures. <laughs> do not intend to add to their numbers. But they're both make. How the fuck are you? Ah! What are we Canadians? I don't speak French. Montreal. It's Montreal. Montreal. It's Montreal. le stomach de ouf. Say it in English. Say it in English. I said. Can take this place and stick it. That's English. <laughs> <laughs> you can take this job and shove it. Is what he said. Yes, that's right. He can take this job and shove it, and now he will be killed for his insolence. Really, he has insulin. Uh... Kidding. Uh... Now, did not expect this. Released this film, but when it went to DVD, they took that out. Him getting, getting, they took out all throwing stars and nunchucks from the. I guess kids were. Dead kids were nerd. into it. Sure, and they took out the scene where Chuck Norris eats a Tide Pod. <laughs> Look at that. It Octagon. was Doctor Octagon. You cool, Keith? Doctor Octagon. Big fan. Now, this film is very low quality in terms of its filming. You see that? Like nothing. I'm trying is to figure out where this is. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The inside, no, I mean, outside shots. Right. The thing is, if it had a budget, yes, it would be in Los Angeles Street just like that. But they would have, like, put in extras, made it nice cars, the streets all wet, the lights shine on it. You know, they would have done a... Visual, but not this film. This film just says, roll them <laughs> wherever they I are. Do. We're filming in the square dance place today. Roll them. Yeah. I, I have to say, when films are shot in Los Angeles and it's not really a big deal, the, the city kind of becomes a character itself, right? Because yeah. you get to discover new locations and everyone's kind of lived into it. <laughs> what uh, is so walking I, across? 
Okay, that's Chuck Norris's brother in the middle. Oh, really? Is that Aaron, the famous Aaron Norris? That's Aaron, right. Yeah. And this other guy, I know him from Repo Man. His name's Tracy Walter. He's been in a million things. I love Tracy Walter. He was Frog in Best of the West. Can we hear Tracy? I love his voice. Yes. Give the type to me. Give him a chair. Let him sit. Love him. You don't like your brother, do you, dude? More like you jealous. John Wayne. You ever see him in Repo Man? Sure. Yeah. John Wayne is a pig. Into the door. He what? Stop! How dare you? Why do you want to? The hell he is. Um, you remember him in Batman? Need some background. He was the henchman. Yeah. Bob. I saw him in a Rob Zombie movie. I think it was called 32 or 31. Uh -huh. It's basically people are kidnapped and then serial get chased by serial killers while rich people watch. It's not the greatest movie, but mm -hmm. uh, big surprise. You know, he has a tendency of putting on genre actors, even if they're really super old. And that was the case with Tracy Walter. He had his mm -hmm. memorable scene in it, but he was wicked old, like yeah. older than you usually see him in films. I mean, right. you know, him, you know, him like from here, this kind of weaselly little guy. Yeah, uh, he would you would know him from. Third Best Picot, of the West. Jimmy Hall, Hardcore, Rumblefish, Repo Man, Conan the Destroyer at Close Range. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this... that's one Anthony Quinn recommended, like, not Conan the Destroyer, the famous one. Like, apparently there was a Conan the Barbarian film. If it's on YouTube, we could do it with him. Is it the Arnold Schwarzenegger sequel, or is it a yeah. different, it's, different I actor? think it's not a sequel. I think it's the first one. Huh. I think. Um, listen, uh, Tracy Walter was is from Jersey City. Yeah, Jersey oh. represents Lee Van Cleef and Tracy Walter. Yeah. What's Doggo going to say? We're interesting. What's Doggo going to do? Boy, he acts, he acts better than his what brother. What is with this guy? <laughs> Look, never calls me back. This is that oh, this guy. Carter. Is that Pat Hinkle? No, that's Jack Carter he's in. Uh, Sharky, yeah. Jack Carter is uh, this comedian. He was born in Brooklyn. He's got like, he's like a Milton Berle kind of comedian. He's very famous. I thought, yeah, I think you might have seen him in that um, film, The Banana House. What was it called? The, the guy goes to LA. To the the Mad and the Nut House? The, the Nut House. House. The Mad House. Oh, you, the one shot in Canada where it's supposed to be the Los Angeles comedy scene? Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, the Nut House. That was a weird one. Well, I, I think we might have seen him in that as the father of that guy. He was like, That's right. Oh, right. He was he was the old school Vegas comedian that the new right. comics hated. Yeah. Okay, now we're seeing a flashback to what happened between Sakura and Chuck Norris and why they don't talk anymore. Well, I thought we were watching Ninja Warrior. Chuck Norris is going to win... And then Sakura is going to be like, you fucking cheated and try to take his prize. And then the father disowns Sakura. Oh, and then Sakura goes into the dark side. And this is 18-year-old Michael Norris, Chuck's son. 
Oh, in the flashback? Oh no, as the as the half brother. Ask your brother's forgiveness. Wow. I ask nothing. He needs a mustache. Prove to me you deserve it. They talk like he thinks, like that echo. Yeah, Howard. Think you have broken the discipline out of my house. Get out. Your name will not be spoken in my presence or in my also, home. Also, you're 18. Get the fuck out of here. Right. You're 18. So he goes, never seek him out. Never. Never. So you never seek him out. Okay. Do not like kill him. No matter what some rich old lady says. Right, exactly. Uh, eldest son of Chuck Norris, eight, 1986 film Born in America, 1991 huh. Delta Force. Okay. He directed and starred in the 2009 film Birdie and Bogey. I don't know that. But that's a recent film. That's this century. Yeah, it's two thousand. Right. He also produced and directed Maggie's Passage and I Am Gabriel, if you know those Haha, you said I am gay, Briel. I am gay. Briel. Briel! I said Briel after. Too late. A nice little place. So she's trying again. Trying Often again. I'd like to Come finish. on. Kill ninja. The kind of pain that I'd be causing you when I told you about Sakura. And there's a part of me that is a bit ashamed of that. Oh, yeah? I'd like to believe you. But you're a liar. But... Oh, try another tact. Is that Woo! one of those famous Chuck Norrisisms we all quip. heard about? If Sakura, you know, Chuck quip. Norris doesn't have to blow on soup to cool it down. Remember those? Chuck Norris has, uh, yeah, lots of catchphrases, uh, malparisms, I guess. Uh, it's very famous. He's this famous oh, like a Jer like a Yogi Bearer type of, right, uh, or a Ringo. <laughs> yeah, a Ringo. But he also there was a early internet meme where they was talk about tough man Chuck Norris. And they'll say, Chuck Norris doesn't cross the street. The street crosses <laughs> Chuck Norris or whatever. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, there was once uh like a commercial for a soda, like guys were making fun of Chuck Norris on the internet, and then it cuts to like a movie action scene where he finds them and chases them and <laughs> he ties them up and you see on the internet. He's like doing the same thing. He's like kicking them, kicking the other one, kicking. Oh man, that's every boy's dream. <laughs> kicking the ass of your internet haters. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess what, there was 18 seasons of Walker, Texas Ranger? 100 I don't million. know how many seasons there. I should have that in my research. There were a lot. There wasn't 18, of course, but that was a it big was... moneymaker for him. And, and it, it prolonged him being. Yeah, and his brother worked on that show too. I mean, it was a very productive. And I guess there's a new series. There's a, they revived Walker, and mm -hmm. it's going on strong now today. Oh, it's I didn't still... know that. Yeah, well, you know, did you know there's a Hawaii Five O reboot for the last eight years? Yeah, I didn't ever see it, and it doesn't seem. I don't know. It seems okay, but you know, I don't so think I ever. I didn't a, like the first one. Uh huh. 
The thing is, why do it if it has nothing to do with the original? That's what I've never gotten about these. You know, why don't you just make up your own thing called Hawaii Police Force? I mean, it just... Well, I mean, I, I like it. Dragnet. And if they redo Dragnet with Ed O'Neill, I'll probably watch, you know, I'll watch one episode or two. But in Dragnet, they had that dry style of we're agents, just the facts, sure. man. So you would expect them to do that. I mean, why remake it if you're just going to... Yes, you can modernize it, but it still needs to have a sense of. Don't you think it's like there's some kind of cynicism? We watch a lot of movies that go into the public domain, and part of the reason yeah. is that they don't reuse the property. And so, after a certain year, you know, after a couple decades, the monsters go into public domain. But if you make right. a monsters movie, you keep the copyright. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes. Okay, somewhat. Did you see Black Dynamite film? I do. I love that movie, and I, I love the cartoon. And it, Black Dynamite did a like they did a retro black exploitation look and feel to the movie, right? Then right. you can see Starsky and Hutch. Like, it it should have had that. It, they should have taken us back to the seventies and taken us to that show. Did you That's see really... Huggy Bear? He was like a pimp guy, right? Huggy Bear in the original thing was a washed out loser heroin guy who they got information from on the street. These people Depending never even watched Starsky and Hutch. Well, I mean, it was Snoop Dogg, wasn't it, in the movie? Yes. Uh, yeah. Played Huggy Bear, so it was kind of a stunt casting. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. Like, no, Black Dynamite, no. one of the reasons that that movie works so well is that you can't tell where the parody ends and, and right. the actual movie begins. That's it's right. so on the nose. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Starsky and Hutch was just, you know, irony on display. You know, it was, it was them to be in a 90-minute movie, and you laugh at it, and you don't right. really remember it. And so Like, why know. call it Starsky and Hutch? Why not call it, like, Police Buddies? You know? Well, because you want to see your favorite show on this big screen. You want the big screen adaption of, of Chips or, or Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. You know. You do, and that's why, you know, that's how they sell the tickets. I'm just saying, you can have that and really yeah. do Starsky and Hutch. Okay, so... What Chuck Norris has done is he's finally infiltrated himself into the terrorist thing, and he's finally. now going to the Octagon. So right now they're at the Duocon. The Bygon. <laughs> he's got to step his way up. He's at the CoupleCon. <laughs> yeah, CoupleCon. Let bygones be bygones. Oh, the bygones down that street. This is the Octagon. <laughs> this is the Octagon, <laughs> not the bygone. Okay, now... This woman who we've seen throughout being a trainee, he's now realizing this isn't really sort of like a mercenary thing. These are really, they're training us to be terrorists and they don't, it's not just a job. They're killing people. Um, they're doing horrific. She wanted to be a mercenary like, you know, the Ecuadorian army hires, you know, 500 mercenaries to fight the rebels. He didn't want to like be the ones hijacking planes and killing diplomats, right? She well, is that's a rogue. That's the problem about those newspaper classified ads. It's bait and switch, right? It says yeah. be a mercenary. You're baited into be a mercenary, and they switch it, and you're a terrorist. Yep, that's right. That is what happens here. Even though you're making a joke of it, okay. Now you remember Kayo, who's the guy who's like all ninjaed out, and you can't see his face. Is he on the screen? I can't see him. That's oh, yeah, him. right, right. That's him, That's in, him? in real life. Um, Wearing a wig, right? 
I don't know. His name is That's Long Legs. Look at that hair. No wonder he had a mask on. <laughs> he was embarrassed. <laughs> um, uh, as Kayo, he's completely mute and never mute and never speaks during out the. And he's still a better actor. When Richard Norton Longlegs was kicked in the groin by Chuck Norris, he grabs himself and self and yells, "Oh shit!" Norton said himself said that when he when he was assisting on the set of the Blues Brothers, John Belushi said, "When you get kicked in the ball, say oh shit." So that's why he does it here. Oh, a little Belushi in here. Okay, so let me turn yeah. up. I want to hear the nuts being kicked. I can't seem to do it. There it is. Jeff Kemmer? <laughs> I'm sorry. He goes, I heard about ninjas. You got any ninjas? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Bad. Not necessarily. Because like, you can't be a terrorist. It was a show. Let us see what you're supposed to be so good at. Oh, That's yeah. Doggo. Some other time. Oh, so the job interview, they have to fight? Well, no. That's just a special you thing. Tell you. You're say, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. Shit. It's still so, not believable. John Belushi didn't walk this world. He would have never said, oh, shit, in this scene. Gone too soon. Imagine what other advice Belushi would right. have given. That's right. When you fall off this cliff, I want you to say, oh, fuck. Look, look into the camera before you look back into the window where the girls are undressing. Trust me. <laughs> Done. Look, wa Texas walking. Texas walking, that ranger. So what happened here now is, okay, she sees the name Scott James. He was pretending to be somebody else. But they're on to him, and that's why they're like, no, we refuse you. You can't be a mercenary. Do they know he's the half-brother? Certain people do. Like this guy, Dra Doggo. He's one of, like, the <laughs> he's equivalent to Sakura. He supplies terrorists and mercenaries for the terrorist groups. As one does. Doggo. It's all Good fake, Doggo. man. Nice this Doggo. Movie has more. nothing to good doggo, very nice doggo. Good doggo, nice doggo. Okay, now AJ, they hear a car backfire, right? So oh. Justine is like, Oh my god, I thought they were going to kill me. Let me pretend to get my composure back. She's trying to manipulate AJ. Gotcha. Are you having a ninja flashback? A, a flash ninja? Ninja back? <laughs> Look how bad her acting is, man. But the thing is, she's supposed to be lying. So maybe her acting's really good. Yeah. Right? Right. No, I agree. It's com complicated. A lot of layers, like an onion. And look at AJ falling for it. Shh. Just hold me. Hold me. Don't let, don't let the hair touch. You guys are never going to unlock with that hair touching. Physical media, please. Here you go. He just bought some peanuts. Oh, goodness, if it isn't McCarn. <laughs> McCarn just pops out of nowhere. <laughs> Can't you see I'm trying yeah. to eat some peanuts? You ninja fucker. Back into things. 
You're not the you have to fight your way out. That wit or wisdom? <laughs> How long has it been since you've been playing with those research groups? Well, the kind of research I do is not exactly play. <laughs> what a Malperism. Is that a wit or a wisdom? This is more of the same. This is like, come on back to the game. Be a fighter again and try to help me take down these terrorists. Come on. The, I mean, the interior is beautiful. I guess it's a bit more, but look at that. It looks cool. Okay. I mean, they do more, good locations too. Right. Um, Griffith Park. Yep. Um. That was those like hillside car chase scenes. Uh, I told you about the octagon. It's the size of a football field. It's in Indian Dunes, Los Angeles. Um, no, I don't have it in front of me, but I... yeah, no, it's. I mean, like it's cool. Yeah. It looks. Look at that background. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, see, this is this is what I was saying. Okay, before when it was being contrasted with just a drab L.A. street. He was supposed to be meeting in a seedy part of town, you know, getting interviewed for mercenaries. Maybe it's okay what the director did there, and it was a purposeful choice. I don't know. Right. Are they getting lunch? Is this the cafeteria line for mercenaries? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Guys, can you stop fighting? I'm stop fighting. Slop. I'm getting my slop first. Man, they really are love that slop. Now here's that same guy who just said oh shit when he got kicked in the balls, but a lot of people don't know who it is on set. Really? Despite the limping? <laughs> ah. Hassan! Oh, he's got... ah! Those things are pretty badass. Oh yeah, the trident? Yeah, the trident. Because look, he, he can use a sword trident combo. Yeah, this was the first uh, movie to have an Octodent. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fun? Oh, the Octomom. Remember the Octomom? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's in the news. That's what they call it. Okay, now we're going to have like... New York City. Right, and it's going... This is really kind of accurate. It's like when you go up into one of those, it used to have like, um, there would be Hasidic Jewish people selling cameras or selling uh, furs or selling, right. this would be a real, it would be on the like fifth floor. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, like in, um, God. like if you need to go buy a movie light, you would go to New York and go to the eighth floor of, you know, 57th street and it'd be a place like this. He's not Hasidic, though. My experience with those was, though. No, but it's like a shabby little office. I'm sorry, but there's crows outside the studio. It's killing me. I don't know if you've been hearing it. Hey, shut up, you! We're going to have... This episode's going to just have crows in the background. <laughs> okay, so somehow, we don't see it in our plot, but Chuck Norris finds out that this guy... Funds Sakura, so he wants to know where Sakura is, and basically it's be a dead end. How many fur coats have I seen in this 1980 movie? <laughs> they the um, worst fashion back then. Wait a second, I said New York, but we're in yeah. Los Angeles, of course. 
No, no, but the, the exterior was New York City. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> they, they had like a, a street shot where you can clearly see, like, I think it says New York on one sign. Well, you know, I um, saw this film maybe, this is four or five. Wow. Because one of the times was extremely absentmindedly. It was just running in the background. But um, I never thought to myself, I always knew that this was in New York, but I never realized, hey, wait a minute, this film's in Los Angeles. So they must have, I mean, it looked like a New York City exterior. But he's following the money. Let's hear it. Okay. Justice is for young men. He said, yes, Besides, I used to fund them, but. Terrorists are crazy. Mercenaries, I understand. But terrorists. But terrorists? Oh, sure, mercenaries. But terrorists? That's Doggo. Oh, oh, mercenaries, sure. That's Doggo. big corporations. Corporations don't nice concern job, themselves though. with such details. Yeah, he's like, where is Sakura? Where what country is his place in? And he goes, Ask Doggo. I don't know. I gave the money. I know you don't like John Wick, but this has a this reminds you of the scene where John Wick goes into this jeweler and to, to take his like bulletproof suit out of storage. And at the end the guy <laughs> goes, Happy hunting, Mr. Wick. <laughs> his bulletproof suit. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna have to force myself to watch them. Would you force yourself to watch the Clint Eastwood cowboy films? It's a date. Yeah, I will watch Pale Rider. I will watch the Outlaw Jesse. Watch uh, John Wick. And you'll watch John Wick. The fourth one's out. Oh, did I tell you my John Wick joke? Wait, wait, wait. Before you do, because this guy's going away for the rest of the film. I wish you would yeah. tell a joke. All okay. They don't okay. make him okay. tell a joke. I give up. I give up. Listen, why not? I got to follow for you. All right, that's it. He walks out of the whole film. Now, look, if you have a famous comedian, yeah. why not use his talent and do a few jokes? That's what you got, you got him for. You got Jack Carter on the say. Well, you know, maybe they want to do a serious role. You know, well, like they did. Uh, You're Casino. Right. Don Rickles played as straight. Comedians playing as straight is probably the best thing in a movie. Why? Why would you say that? They're comedians. They're jobs. I mentioned, I mentioned the movie The Informant with Matt Damon. Part of the reason why it's so funny is that they have like a lot of comedic actors and they all play it straight. So you'll go, oh, I know that guy. Why is he like dry? You know, and it's like Matt Damon is the goofy one in that movie. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. His brother has checked out this one spying on Scott James's file. You know, that's Chuck Norris. Right. Oh, Scott James is Chuck Norris? Scott James. Yeah, that's his name. God, what a comedian name. Yeah, this is the next guy. Scott James. Yeah. You got to be grateful you have a safe place to stay until your group can reform. Grateful? Great. great Doggo just ordered me. Take a job in Egypt. You Good know it's though. Egypt. A mouthful of dollars for him and the privilege of getting killed for me. Mouthful of dollars? Me Give me that file. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. I saw you in that new movie where you got your ass kicked over By and woman. over again. Hey, AR, did you ever get that file or did the woman kick your shit in? <laughs> I'm trying to eat Thanksgiving dinner. There's a file missing. Does anyone know anything about it? Nope. No, boss. Aaron, are you rolling on the floor laughing, or are you just rolling on the floor in pain from getting beat up by a woman? I am Hi trying to... Hi 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 Nuts punch! 
Oh shit. Now oh. I know when I get kicked in the nuts, I'm going to say, oh shit. Thank you, Belushi. Oh, three, 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 seven. What a great scene. Oh, Hawk Chuck Norris opens the door. Yeah. Uh, he's thinking, you see, with the whispering. Oh, ah, we missed get it. milk. Is there any milk in the house? What's going on, 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 on. Why has Sakuro turned dark, 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 dark? Pick up milk, milk. Now milk. here is the. Didn't you kick my brother's ass for a file? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to rib him on Thanksgiving about that. This is only because I'm afraid of you. What is that, a camera? It's ridiculous. If you wanted to take this away from me, I couldn't stop you. Besides, besides what? Okay, now, she is another person trying to get Scott to fight the terrorists. But she's different. She's genuine. But oh. still, the answer is no. You know, this movie, it's not so long. It's an hour 45. Yeah, that is so long. That is so long. That is really long. Now, look, this is the guy who said he wasn't talking to Doggo. He's talking to him right now. He's still, he was lying about to Scott James. Doggo is the guy behind him? The, Doggo is the guy in, no, the guy behind him was that fur trapper guy. Fur. Oh, right. I got right. you. Right. Yeah. So he yeah. them with money. Oh, terrorists. <laughs> oh, but mercenary? Yeah. Sure. Terrorists, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, his answer is no, no, no. It's always no. Scott will not fight the terrorists until AJ goes off to find Sakura. And now he's going to go f save his friend AJ. That It's a personal thing. It's not about attacking and killing Sakura. It's about getting AJ back. You know, when you have a, like a, a story, you want to build a world and expand it. This movie seems like it. It's the opposite. It's like there's six people in Los Angeles. <laughs> Three of them are mercenaries that work for his brother. They're always at the same hotel for some reason, in the lobby having dinner and drinks. Yeah. Well, no, not here. Now they're in a hotel room. Um, I This is actually Chuck's apartment. We're in Chuck's apartment right now. Oh, all right. Now, Justine will show up, and... I want you to help me here because I've seen this film more than three times and I'm not sure if Justine is jealous or not. She like doesn't see her and go, then she goes, shows like, who's this with her Uzi? Let me turn it on. Help me. Sure. Help me if she's. I'm sorry, I, I need your help. Uh, Have you seen AJ? No, why? Oh, look. Uh, awkward. Who is she? Never mind. I have something to tell you I don't think you'll like. Is she just jealous no, or is waiting. she pissed off? She just pissed I can't off find she AJ. Found. He's supposed to meet me in the... I think he's left to find Sakura. What? Damn it, don't... <laughs> I haven't had time. I am uh, not to blame. I think well, so I am bad. and I'm, I'm not. I am and I'm not. I inadvertently fueled a fire, but I didn't... What? Wise and wherefores don't matter. You wanted a man for this mission, and now you've got one. What a I wanted you because you could what succeed. Norris Malparism. Please. Yeah. Help me find him. Uh, you check under the couch? 
<laughs> well, that's the stupid thing, Mike. She will now go downstairs, check it out, and bump into AJ. She goes all the way to Chuck's apartment to say, you've you got to find AJ. <laughs> He's in the lobby. He's in the lobby. You'll see. But was, she was she jealous? She didn't like that the woman was there. Yeah, some movies, they build a world and it expands. Other movies just contrast. Now look, yeah. see? There's AJ. Goodness, AJ. I thought you left. Oh. Process. This is Scott James Box. Martial Arts Expo. Don't. Don't. Why not? No, it feels good having a cause. Oh, how well I know that it makes you feel terrible. Martial Arts Expo. I think Expo means expose. What does Expo mean? Exposition. Ex Exposition. Uh, expo. Uh, like it, it, ex exhibit ex yeah. exhibit po yeah i get it i get it exploratorium biltmore you're right mike it's the biltmore 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 why why does she he have a dart why who oh dart. no oh, dart. boom acting you sure, you sure that was a blow dart it wasn't like a vampire that bit her <laughs> I mean, both so are pretty much. McCarn is there. How is McCarn there? Uh, these fucking blow darts epidemic in Los Angeles. So many what? victims. That really blows. Oh, that's in New York. Only in New York. No, I think we're at the Biltmore in Los Angeles. <sighs> Where, look, everyone knows blow darts are blowing up in Los Angeles. It's sure. what did you call it? The epidemic? Uh huh. Oh yeah, it's really bad. Low dark fever. Kids, kids today. Um, I was with Warren, who's my uh, stepfather. He's like um, uh, ninety one or something. And um, I just realized, like you, I was telling him about something about kids today, what they do. If you tell an old person, yeah, kids today, you know, they'll believe you. Give them the way to check. <laughs> yeah, what they do nowadays, they they dip their hand in gasoline, they burn it. They call it the torch. Ah, oh, the torch challenge. Oh, the torch challenge. You telling me ninjas are in Los Angeles? Yeah. That's what the kids are into. Look at this director. Why don't you move the camera? <laughs> Get it off the floor. Now, Look normally I know all about the director, but the thing is the director in this one, he was he's really more of like a movie executive kind of person. Um, Where is he? Here he is. Eric Carson, with a K, known for Lionheart 1990, Angeltown 1990. He was the CEO of American Media Group, a former executive VP in charge of production for Imperial Entertainment. Wow. Um, this is his debut directing uh, theatrically. Oh, well, you know, it's not a bad job. The writer's much more interesting. The writer is a woman, and it's very rare for women to write action films. Uh, her name is Lee Chapman, and you might have seen her as the secretary in The Man from Uncle TV show. Well, the TV show? I don't think I've ever seen The Man from Uncle, the TV oh, show. Oh, you but... should check it out, or like on YouTube, right. a few clips just to see it. Yeah. Uh, another one to check out, it's just like The Man from Uncle, but it's with aliens. It was called UFO. It was really good. Huh. Yeah, you know, actually, I think I saw UFO, I think. The guy who did Thundercats produced it, Jerry right. Anderson. Under Birds? 
Thunderbirds, right? I said Thundercats, huh? That would make sense because there was lots of models of the ships. That would make a lot of sense if he did UFO. He, when he did live action, there was a lot of puppetry still involved. There was one show he did where this guy comes back to Earth as a puppet and and solves God's problems or something like that. Okay. Like this guy look, oversees the world. Yeah. I can't see shit. You can't? Because it's dark? Yeah. Okay, oh, ninja killing the wall to come in and attack Chuck Norris. Oh, no wonder I didn't see anything. There were ninjas. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, this writer, she wrote Dirty Mary Crazy Larry in 74. Great, great. She was, it was her idea to have them die and then to have the credits roll over it. Um, listen, the story was written by her, but also by a guy named Paul Aaron. Not Aaron Paul, right? Right, not Aaron Paul from Breaking Paul Bad. Aaron. Not Aaron Norris. That's a different Aaron. This film made boatloads of money. They spent um, about four million on it, and it made like almost nineteen million. So they really made oh. their money, and it's nineteen eighties dollars. This would make a good movie, nineteen eighty. Like it's just the right amount of uh, bullshit. <laughs> right. It's bang! Bang! How? So it turns out that McCarn, you know, is against the terrorists. Now, oh, our ninja guy, Kayo, and there is Michael who got kicked in the nuts. Oh, oh no, a ninja! Hiya! Chop! Oh, Chuck Norris and ninjas try to kill Chuck Norris in bed. But yeah, fighting from a prone position. That's like he's not used to being down on the mat fighting. His brother is. Yeah. Hey Whoa. Now look, did you see how the it the window didn't smash, the entire wall smashed? What do you think that's up? I think it's like I think it means a movie set. Yeah. <laughs> hey Whoa. Ninja removal. Now look. They kick the ass and kill a ninja. Then this guy come, comes to the door and goes, it's too much noise. Look, she's shooting an Uzi. <laughs> oh, he's right? complaining about the noise? Right, right. <laughs> and then he claims, oh, we're newlyweds. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you guys are fighting and getting it on. I get you. Now, look, Doggo just gets shot. That's a big yeah. deal. That guy is a top dog, moneymaker. Okay, Six here's Chuck Norris. Right about the noise. What's going on? I'm sorry about the noise. Uh, really whiz, and I guess we got a little carried away. All right. Let's keep it down to a roar, huh? Okay, you bet. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, that was good, good acting. That was good acting. It's Oh, yeah. A guy's like, oh, I heard Anuzi and Ninjas. Oh, you know, it's our honeymoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, right. all right. That's not nice. I think that's against Geneva Convention. Yeah. Well, she goes, what the fuck are you doing? That was against the Geneva Convention. Oh, they really are talking about the Geneva Conventions? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the Geneva Convention would cover stuff like that. Like, if people are parachuting out of a plane, you are not allowed to shoot them. Why not? I know. Why not? I don't get it. The Geneva well, you know Convention the... made all these crazy rules and banned lots of stuff and... 
There's you no know, fighting in the war room. Yeah, it's blah, blah, fair blah. fighting. Fair fighting. You can't shoot a guy in the parachute. He's hopeless. He's helpless. Yeah, but what? I'm going to wait for him to get on the ground and kill right. me? That's right. When he gets on the ground, then you may shoot him. So many rules. Okay, now. He's going after AJ because these guys are making it pers- Oh, there's Sakuro in his yeah. office. The worst camp counselor ever. Worst camp counselor. Announcements. He's Welcome coming. to camp. He's coming. He's coming. Can you hear him? Look at that. He's France. Come. Red Square. Yeah. It's not that in Moscow. I hear him in Moscow. He's approaching. Bum, 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 bum. Look at her feet bound. Isn't that cruel? I wasn't looking. Of course I was okay. looking at her feet. They think it's really nice for Japanese ladies to have small feet, like it's attractive in their culture. So what used to happen, not today, I don't know, they would bind their feet when they're little kids and restrict okay. them from growing. Isn't that terrible? Terrible. New York. No, I mean LA. This is LA. This is LA. This is LA? Well, is that the Capitol building? Yeah, that's Capitol Records right there. Yeah. <laughs> look at oh, that look at the bus. holy shit it's aj because this world is small i know yeah. right it keeps keeps contrasting where are they mike are I they don't know I, i'm trying to look at the the metro i can't figure it out that number is in english it looks like new york right gritty blocks yes it does but okay what is this oh, that must park? be central no. park it, i it, i don't remember it's Maybe something it off is. about it off central park Hey, Maybe this is Mexico chat. City. Seriously. What he's trying to do is get information. They want to find out where is Sakura's headquarters. Where's the octagon? Hi, see, homie, I'm looking for the octagon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 he just missed it. Hey, senor. Okay, okay, so under locations, I have all these Los Angeles locations, and then one line that says Mexico. So we might be in Mexico City right now. You know, that's not – you might be right. It is a bustling metropolis. It does not look like Los Angeles. Right. It doesn't really look like New York. Now, I've been to Mexico City twice for work, 20 million people. I got to tell you, that place is packed. It really is literally packed. Yeah. Oh, I would love to go to Mexico City. Uh, mm. along, along various other places. Now, Make look at this vehicle. This is the Nissan Minima. Wow. Ew, how ugly is that car? <laughs> you know, they used to have tail fins. This one looks like it's sagging. Ding, ding. Uno rumiosio, por favor. One cell, por favor. <laughs> one prison cell, por favor, with bars. Oh, yeah, there's one right over there. <laughs> okay, now, oh, see, look, the bars. See, isn't that yeah. funny? Different okay. bids. Now, she's like, tomorrow we're going into the octagon. We could probably get killed. Why isn't this guy all over me, humping me? Chuck right. Norris is too much of a gentleman. But they will eventually do it. He's got his shirt off. You deliberately set my hog on fire. Your hog? You yeah. got a hog, huh? I didn't have a hog. I had the hog. The he won all sorts of prizes. <laughs> Oh, a motorcycle, Carl. No. 
she grew up like Ecuador or something like that, but her voice sounds American to me. She's actually talking about a hog and not like euphemism for penis or a motorcycle. She's not talk. She's talking about a pig. I always think talks about hogs and pigs. I think it's such a bore. <laughs> Carl always hamming it up. <laughs> you know, ha, very nice, Michael. You know what joke I've tried to make work and it has never worked? You taught me the joke. I was like, I'll do that at the open mic. It's um, it's um, dromedary toe. <laughs> Nobody knows what a dromedary is. Right. What was the joke? Let our audience know. Well, like, I don't find camel toe sexy. I, I, it's just a lot of people do. I'm not into that. I mean, now, now, dromedary toe. Now, that gets okay. me hot. Why did I tell you that joke and I don't know what a dromedary is? You know what a dromedary is. It was your joke. It's so crazy. I don't know what it is, though. It's a, ha okay, a camel has uh, two humps. Yeah. And a dromedary only has one hump. It's a camel. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe you didn't tell me this joke. Look. I said the word dromedary? Whoa! Whoa! Wait, they cut to a different person? I know. I think it's very cool. I don't, I don't want to see him shirtless. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Great. Ew. You could taste the soup on that. Now, I'm really mad at the director because the director had a woman take off her top and then I'm like, boing, and they, uh -huh. you know, I'm focusing on her boobs, and then they show me man boobs while I'm still boing. That's not right. You're a little confused right now. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not, I'm getting bi-curious. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, about the bi-gone? Uh, the the bi-gone. I just want to see it. I'm just curious. How can you have a structure with only two sides? I want to see the bi-gone. <laughs> You're bi-curious. Now look what AJ has found. He's found the fucking octagon. He's the Not first making. one there. AJ did it. He had to go through Mexico City? Yeah. AJ oh, walking yeah. in the park. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, chump! Didn't see that coming. Right. Now, of course, they just capture, like, little pussy AJ right away. By the way, AJ's been in a million things. You might know him. Um, he was in. He was the guy in Porky's who was like the the. I think he might have been the. Uh, no, he was the cop in Porky's. The the older brother cop. Oh right. So wait, was he the one like his brother to Porky's, the bordello owner, or? No, no, I, no, I remember. No, he, Angel Beast, Angel Beats, right? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so he's, he's one of Kiwi's friends' brothers. Yeah. Um, he was in. Uh, you know, he's okay. He's got a long list of things here. You might have heard of some of them, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and stuff. But what I wanted to say is, he's got credits here from 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022. He's still out there. Great. Now that is the Nissan Minima. <laughs> <laughs> that car under underperforms. So basically, they're getting ready to infiltrate. Let's see what it has. She, he's like, you stay here. And she's like, that doesn't feel right. Or bad, I was one of them. I was out there marching in this parade that went off course. And I don't feel right what? about excusing myself. And make up for huh? it. 
Not here. And no. not now. Not now. Oh, and not now. I just don't get that. Why she is a highly trained um, uh, mercenary, right? She knows weapons. She knows um, martial arts moves. I don't want to say what. Look at this. You see what a good job uh, the director did there? Yeah. They no, reshot the finale because it just wasn't good enough, they felt. Um, we're oh, coming really? Any year now. Let's see here. Finale, finale. Here it is. The movie's finale was rewritten to make the climax of the film a much bigger payoff. However, however, the production originally intended the movie's big finale to be a huge choreographed martial arts ballet on right. the stage of the Shrine Auditorium. <gasps> that would be cool. But for lack of time, finances, and resources, they didn't. Right. They yeah, did. we, we couldn't get the Shrine Auditorium after all. But why would they do that if it's about the octagon? They fight in the octagon in the end. You want to see the final battle in the octagon. You don't want to see right. that the, the Getty Museum. And do ballet or whatever. Yeah. There it is, the octagon. Wait, let me sure. Let me verify. One side, two oh. sides. Hey, I gotta verify. One Three sides. Okay. You can't oh, see yeah. the whole thing, but there's one side. Okay, no. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Octagon. Now, I want to make sure it's not a pentagon. I'm going to draw a star inside the octagon just to verify. Okay. It doesn't they fit. One corner, second corner, sixth corner, seventh corner. Okay. The finale was supposed to take place between the uh, two octopuses. Octopi. Octopi. But finances, time constraints, budget. Oh, it's too murky for me right now. Oh, just now, Chuck Norris out ninja a ninja. <clears throat> now look, she's not listening. She's coming in anyway. She's all about this anyway. That's yeah. all she talks about. And she is a she's she's a good fighter too, right? Well, she's look at really that. Damn. Knocked him down. Anyone order a pizza? <laughs> dee, 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 dee. Boy, it's like you live in a bird sanctuary, Mike. I know, right? God. <laughs> Chop! Now look, Chuck Norris, uh, for the finale, he would practice in his backyard for a full month. I mean, we just see it like kicks and stuff, but... What he's doing really does take a lot of physical, uh, you know, you can't just go around. It looks easy when he does it. Right. Yeah, chop. That's all he's doing. But um, when you exert yourself that. physically, you know, for like 15 minutes, guys like you and me would be like, I got chop. This guy can just keep going. No, I know this. I played the Chuck Norris Atari Twenty Six Hundred video game, so I, you know what I basically mean. have done his moves. Like sometimes you have to press red button and move joystick up, or if you do like a semicircle with your joystick and then press red button, that's a good thing. You're a skilled ninja. They, you know, uh, what was that? The last Starfighter movie? Plot? Yeah, that's right. I, right. He trained by a video game. Now, he me. is in Sakura's office, where Sakura was like, he's coming. 
Right. Where the director showed us Sakura's man boobs. Got me all hot and bothered. That was really awkward. Why it would you like a moment? Oh no, he's gonna turn into the Joker. He fell into a bat. Uh the taglines. Taglines, ready? In a world of choices for one man, there is no choice. He must face the octagon. I like that tagline. You know, in a world of choices, you got some choices, but not this guy. His only choice is the octagon. This By the ride. way, Chuck Norris kills 11 dudes, and he badly beats up 21 others. So 31 right. people get it from Norris. Oh, is this the octagon? This is like a square gun. No, this, we're in the square gun right now. Chuck Norris is Scott James, who must face the ninja, the only unholy masters of terrors in the octagon. The octagon. And that's ninja plural? The plural uh, ninja is ninja? No, it's sing. Uh, yeah, ninja is plural and singular, right. Okay. Um, like. I have three more taglines. You let yep. me know when you're ready because. I'm ready. Well, how'd you get a gun like that? I don't know. It must have been lying around. There must have oh, been a baby stroller with a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a baby stroller and there was an Uzi inside. <laughs> you see the director made them coming out, getting dressed, zipping up their flies, putting on their shirts. So yeah, right. basically what's happening now is they're going to sort of get all of the fighter people who have been used and abused and oppressed to, like, have a rebellion. Chop! Hassan, kick! Hassan, kick! Why are you so brave to fight him? Well, the script says 11 people die. I'm 12. I'm 12. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, he's counting. He's counting the body count. Uh, 11, I'm in the clear. clear. Okay, he's in... Uh, they've got him because they just overwhelmed him with numbers, and he's in a cage in the octagon, and there's AJ, all beat up, AJ! Chuck! The octagon's the size yeah, of a football field. This is my fight! I chose it! Uh, uh, AJ! AJ! So what he's saying is, what the fuck are you doing here coming to save me? You've got balls, buddy. I wanted to be top dog for a change. This is my show! You have to come crash my party? He's genuinely pissed! AJ thinks this is a movie. AJ in the octagon. That's right. He thinks it's AJ in the octagon. Now look, it's they let AJ. him out into the octagon. Is there like a, a Kraken going to show up? A Kraken. That would be perfect. If this was a James Bond film, yes, they would right. have a Kraken. You expect me to believe all this? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die from this Kraken. <laughs> I expect you to die. Are you cracking a joke? No, it's <laughs> my real cracking. Cracking humor. Cracking joke. <laughs> There's this animated movie about a teenage cracking. It looks really good. Ruby wow. Gilliam, I think it's called. It actually looks cute. Interesting. I went to see Spider-Man, and before Spider-Man, there was eight trailers for kids' movies. Uh-huh. It was the and best I was like, why? Yeah, it's like, why am I watching Spider-Man, man? It's for kids. <laughs> Thanks for drilling that point home. Thank you, trolls, for drilling that point. Multiverse. Multiverse. 
Yeah, he goes across the mold, the Spider Verse. The Spider Verse. Oh my God. Well, you know, uh, if I may, during this Chuck Norris movie, Spider Verse is based on a series called The Spider Verse. It's a, it was a thing, and all those characters are in there. It's good. It's a really great movie. It is. Don't, you recommend I see it? Don't see. I recommend you don't see John Wick and go see Spider Verse. I gotta write it down to see John Wick because I will not remember to do that on my own. No, I'm go first myself, John. Have you seen the first Spider, the first Spider Verse, the first cartoon? No. no. Go see it. I've seen none of them. All right. Go, go see it. You'll like it. <sighs> it's another two-hour movie. Another two-and-a-half-hour movie. physics, there's a real thing, the multiverse, and it it's a real thing that comes from – it's theoretical, and it was very, very cool to know about the multiverse. But in today's world, everyone knows about the multiverse as a silly, fake Hollywood place. It's annoying. Yeah. Look at AJ Goman. He's breaking free. That should be AJ's movie, not Chuck's movie. Agree. Agree. He's pretty badass. He is. And nobody takes a punch like AJ except for uh, Chuck's brother. Now in Porky's, he the 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 brother tells the cop brother tells the brother like, hey, Porky's is having a party tonight, right? Like doesn't yeah. he like he gives him now oh, what's gonna God. happen to AJ? Oh, they're gonna kill him finally. That's right. Now, I think that doesn't make sense for our film. The climax of the film is him killing Sakura. Why? Oh, he shouldn't he be able to save AJ? The he kills is, his own okay, brother. It, yes, because in the plot, the Sakura kills AJ, and that's the final thing he needed to. Okay, this is, oh, shit, I'm kicked in the balls guy. This is... Uh, right. Oh, but he's wearing a mask. Richard Norton. You can't yeah. tell it's Richard Norton because he's wearing a mask over his balls this time. Right. It's it's Kayo. Um, Chuck Norris and Richard Norton would appear together two, later, two years later in 1982's Forced Vengeance. Norton yeah. and Chuck's brother, Aaron, also did stunts for the film. So they, they, they have a long history of knowing each other, and it all stems from martial arts. You ever see Unforced Vengeance? No. This happened. <laughs> Don't force vengeance. Don't force vengeance. Hiya! Chop, chop! Uh, yeah, look at Chuck. He's got the tools. Damn it, your trident's blocking all my sword moves. <laughs> the Octodent. It's, it's occidental insurance. The music is all occidental. It's all occidental. It's just occidental music. Oof! Ha! Chuck! Huh. Now Down he down. is giving Chuck a run for his money here, right? I mean, this guy is worthy of fighting Chuck. Yeah, no, this is a good fight scene, man. Seriously, this is it's what just... Nor Norris spent a full month training for he would go home to his backyard when he was all done training and do it again with no opponent just do his side you know he's a he's a better who do you think is a better actor chuck uh chuck norris or steven seagal steven seagal really yeah i would, I would give it up to chuck well, okay. I mean, they're both bad, but all right. Well, let's let's do a bracket. Who else can we uh, 
but it gets shook. It's got to uh, be. You know who I always thought was horrible and wooden was that um, uh, who was uh, Dances with Wolves and um... oh Kevin uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, I have always felt him to be extremely wooden. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite um, is that movie where he's drafting people in the football. He's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> they have um, a whole day of it. What's that film called? Draft Day. It was a whole day of it. Um, what was the one with, uh, in 12 Monkeys, she played the psychiatrist? Oh, yeah. Now, I think, think she's, she's a very good actress, but she doesn't make facial expressions. I'm trying to remember it. It's been a while since I've seen that film. Watch your back, Chuck. Watch your back. Now, look, AJ breaks free. Right. Chuck gets, both of them get hit. Which is not shown in the, like, with, right, with in the throwing UK stars. Version. Yeah. Uh, uh, of home video, in the theaters it was. Now, watch what happens to this guy. He, okay. he kicks him into it. Holy shit. Is that that cool? is a stunt. Yeah. Now, yeah. he's still ready to fight. Look, AJ's dead. And that's oh, no. it. That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Look, he still wants to fight. One more. I tell you, I respect stunt people. When they do the arson stunts, it's crazy. Yeah. That is, I know that he's protected. It doesn't matter. He must. It doesn't be matter. Feeling torture. You seen? You remember the scene in, in Deadpool where there's a fight scene, and he turns to the camera and he says, "That guy is really on fire." And there's a guy <laughs> running around, and he has like prop stuff to keep him safe. Like it's very obvious he has like a towel around his neck, uh -huh, and he's running uh -huh. around really on fire. And the, he looks into the camera and says, "He's really on fire." <laughs> I've got to re-see that movie. Deadpool. Yeah. Gosh, might... it's, you keep me busy with the films for this podcast. Right. And I'm watching and the I, ones outside of then, it. I'm not even recommending, like, quality movies. I'm not saying you should see Fellini's Nine and a Half, Eight and a Half. I'm saying, damn like... God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Eight and a Right now. La Dolce Vita. God Shut damn. up. Stop bringing up movie titles. Octagon. Aging Dr. Octagon. Right now, they're on the Fortagon wall. <laughs> <laughs> There's no banners? There's no, like, Miller Lite signs on the Octagon? Miller Lite, right. Um, now, right now, he is fighting Sakura while a sort of rebellion is going on. They're putting out fires. You get to say something before you shoot. Oh, no, I guess he's not going to shoot him. Mercenaries. Right oh, rant. Let's do it. Oh, good. Basically, she lured them by insulting he's, them. He's, so he's really fighting in this octagon. This is cool. Well, they just exited it, just as you oh. said that. They were in there. They're going to be fighting like, yeah, they'll be up on a ridge, and it'll be dramatic, and the final blow will, you know. I still feel like I would be satisfied if the final battle remained in the octagon. Me too. Me too. It's the movie's title. Yeah. It's not called the roof upstairs above the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how they were going to get to that theater. They were going to leave the octagon and go to the Shrine Auditorium. I don't know how they would have pulled that off. That's, it would have been a fun, fun scene had they shot it. Yeah. Look at this. He's fucking him up. He's fucking him up. Sorry. Uh-oh. Cheap shot. 
No. Shot to the heart, and you're <laughs> too late. You're to blame, right? Yeah. You said too late. Shot through the heart, and it's too late. I think yeah. I guess that's probably another verse, like another right. go round. It's not a verse. Bad day. I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi. I don't care that I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not a Frank Sinatra fan either. I don't care. He's from New Jersey. I okay. don't. Okay. Who else? Come on, boss. Uh, Springsteen. Springsteen. I don't like him. I don't care. He's from New Jersey. Wow. What about RCV Moore? <laughs> He's from New Jersey. Yes, he is. Nobody knows that name. <laughs> our Stevie Moore. He is our Stevie Moore. On the cover of the Rolling Stone. He does a good cover of that. One time I went into Crazy Rhythms and I said, Do you have that heavy metal rap album? She's she's uh she's on it by the Beastly Boys. And he uh -huh. goes, No, but I have the uh heavy metal rap song by the Beastie Boys. Say, okay, <laughs> whatever. Smart ass. <laughs> I thought you were going that run DMC walk this way when you started. Oh, yeah. Now, look. Look at this. Now, this explosion is not too big. I'm always complaining that the explosions right. are way too big for reality. That's a, a truck full of gasoline. She is destroying the octagon. They all are. Now, oh. that was too much explosion for a little thing of dynamite. No, but this director is showing restraint. We only see one shot of the explosion, not three different shots. You know what's funny, Mike? They did that. They weren't going to do that. But to dismantle the octagon, I'm not kidding. They were going to have to demolition it. So they said, hey, why don't we just do it in the film? Seriously. That's great. Let's put the money on the screen. You got to clean up anyway. You might as well make right, right. footage. They came. They built the octagon. They shot the film. And then they were going to dismantle it. And they had to do it by destruction. By Okay. Let's hear what he says. You're my brother! Brother against brother. Yeah, brother against brother. Dad always wanted you to murder more. <laughs> Dad always murdered me more. Flip. Where Wait, so they're not go? in the octagon. They're beyond it. Curse your ninja powers. Right. He was just here. Officer, officer, a ninja tried to attack me. Uh, where's the ninja, sir? He was just here. <laughs> he was just here. Damn it. <laughs> How come you're never around when the ninja is around? No, no, that's not me. I'm not the ninja. Yeah. He just no, disappeared. A... Got him. Give me a hug, brother. <laughs> and there he is. That's the Oh final no, this is it, the final one? Yeah. <sighs> oh finally. Oh. Oh. Look at that. Look at that watch. Beautiful. Classic. What? It's over? No. AJ, Archangel. Right. Carl, I, this movie can't be over. 
<laughs> yeah. How did it end? It's ridiculous. <laughs> More movie, please. I show you right. The city. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, it was bad. It was a bad movie, and uh, it was bad. It was. Bad. I have to say, the fighting was pretty good. Like yeah, of course. The spectacle of martial arts is always great, but everything wrapped around it was crap. Yeah. Oh, here's Scott's dreams. Remember that's the dream Scott had. Yeah. There's the people in it. Look yeah. Then. Out of if I had to watch a Chuck Norris movie, I would probably rewatch this one over yeah. some of other ones. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not a bad Chuck Norris movie. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we tried to. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for researching and getting all the shit together for us. Made it a really fun show. This was good. Uh, and oh, man, I am so Chuck Norris out. Yeah, really. We're, we're going to be back. We do this every week. Yeah. We're on the YouTube. We're on the podcast. We're on mutinyradio.fm. So tune in to Mutiny Radio this coming Sunday, next week. Make sure you subscribe. Our podcast drops every Sunday night. And we're on the the YouTube next couple of days afterwards. What's Carl, the acronym? Anything... What's that? What's the acronym? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Of course, Y-T stands for YouTube. Two words. Which is dumb. Which is dumb. I don't know. I think it has sounds better than saying, hey, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. Unless we started from the beginning saying that, and it would sound very natural to the ear. Too late. Too late. After seven years, we're sticking with it. Well, we're going to be back next week, so check us out, and we'll see you then. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose and i love to paint outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a full-length movie on you Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike B. Goldman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike B. Goldman. It's been over one
German strudels. <laughs> you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Yeah, wow! Welcome to LW 